come on, there's no need to... You don't have to dissect it and wonder how authentic it is and all that other stuff. It's just there. It's okay to enjoy it. It's okay to look at it, I think, from my perspective, in the macro. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. Pirates 5, Dodgers 3. See? See how I did that? It was basically simple, rational, like newsman-type delivery. Pirates 5, Dodgers 3. Nothing to it, right? Big deal. How did they get it done? Well, Mitch Keller went back into the rotation, maybe just for a start. Began utilizing a sinker for the first time. Got through five innings. There was another Tucapita Marcano home run. Again, to straightaway center. Again, looking like it comes with no lower body drive whatsoever. There was a home run from Michael Chavis early on. Two-run shot. Brian Reynolds with a big hit. It was the one for five dud of a night, but a big hit to get an insurance run in the ninth. Chris Stratton with good relief. Will Crow finishes it off. And that's it. They've won both games so far from the best team in baseball. They now count, the Pirates do, for one-fourth of all of the billion-dollar Dodgers. 16 losses on the season. Okay, I mean, it's funny, it's cute, it's cool. But what if it's more than that? What if it's... How do I put this? It's felt for a long time now in following this team. And when I say long time, I'm referring to under this management. I'm not getting into you know previous regime or 30 years or any of that other silliness. Just talking about these guys. And it's felt like the fan base has been waiting on a turning point. And it's felt within that as if the fan base has seen the arrival of O'Neill Cruz as being the turning point, which is one of the reasons it is such a lingering irritant to so many. However, the fact is that you could go back to the 2011-2012 seasons and not find that turning point. You won't find that magical moment that the Pirates arrived and it looked like for sure the following year they'd not only end the 20-year losing streak, but they'd make it to the playoffs and have the greatest moment in ballpark history. It didn't work like that. It happened in a much more macro, watching the whole thing materialize from outer space kind of way. You don't know exactly how it got there, but it did. Because there were a couple more players infused here and there. There were a couple of young guys who broke through, not always comfortably, but made it onto the scene and made an impact. I mentioned Marcano's home run, but I didn't mention Jack Sawinski with the enormous, outstanding throw 
from right field to nail Freddie Freeman at second base in the seventh inning. Uh, Freeman didn't look great trying to stretch that out, but it wouldn't have mattered if Sawinski hadn't put the ball exactly where he needed to. That's fun. That's exciting. That's talent. That's something that makes you forget that Sawinski didn't look particularly competitive at the plate throughout the evening. You live with it because you see something that looks like growth, that looks like progress. And it's here, there, and everywhere, but it's not in a single concentrated spot. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Over the weekend in San Diego, Will Crow told Alex Stumpf, our beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, that the Pirates were a good blanking team. And he spoke several other expletives and delivered the most passionate monologue anyone's offered about this particular franchise in quite some time. And he was going to get roasted for it. And he did. That's just the nature of a lot of people around here who don't really follow the Pirates, but just kind of chime in whenever they see or sense a chance to pick on them. But here's the funny thing. What if Crow was right? Not that the Pirates are instantly competitive or anything like that. Even after this little bump here, they're 21 and 27. They're not going anywhere. So what I mean when I say that is what if he was right that there is this progress taking place, that there is more talent at hand than what most people recognize. Crow, as mentioned earlier, took the ball for the ninth inning since David Bednar obviously wasn't going to be available after that 50-pitch marathon of his the previous night, and Crow did the job. This is what he had to say in Los Angeles afterward. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's we're, we're a collective unit on that. We know Bednar's our, our closer, and he's our guy. But, um, you know, he, he earned that today, getting that day off. You know, he worked his ass off yesterday. And me and Stratton, we, you know, and not just me and Stratton, but everyone down there, we knew that we were to cover against later in the game. And we take uh, we take full full advantage of that. You know, we're ready to go. We're going to step up to the play, step up to the mound when, when our time's called. We're on the after guys. It's okay to be confident. It's okay to have hope. It's even okay to be both of those things when attached to the long, woe-begotten Pittsburgh Baseball Club. It just is. And when you stay up and you watch performances like the ones they've had in the first two games of this series, and when you see that they've taken four out of five from the team with the best record and highest payroll in all of baseball, and when you see that they've done it mostly through their younger guys, yeah, it's okay, you know, just enjoy it a little bit. Enjoy it a little bit. Not too much, though. 
as this team hasn't swept anybody in so long, I actually can't even casually recite when the last sweep was, although I'm fairly certain it was in the 2019 season. So there won't be a sweep tonight. That sort of thing doesn't happen to the Pirates, not yet. But what if it does? Woohoo! When we come back, just one question. Today's J1Q comes from Jessica, who asks, plain and simple, and I love this, some of these guys are great, and I don't want them to go back to Indianapolis. Is it okay to just let the kids play? It is. It is. One of the things, Jess, that gets uh, confused by a lot of casual baseball fans is the idea that because O'Neill Cruz is held down, then that means that's why other young players, including Mason Martin, are held down. Or why someone like a Jack Sawinski or Rodolfo Castro or whoever would get sent back down. And I think those are the guys that you're referring to here. The reason that Cruz is different is that Cruz is seen as being on a on a star's route, meaning he's going to make it someday to Major League Baseball's free agency, having six full years of service time. He's going to have that kind of career. And therefore, with someone like a Cruz or a Ruanzi Contreras, you're going to be more mindful of that. Oh, years of control, cost, arbitration rates, all that other stuff than you would be of someone like these other players that I'm discussing. So yeah, you can keep them if they perform. The one yellow flag that I'm going to wave through this whole episode today, though, is that some of these players that we like, some of the individual things that we're seeing from them, uh, they do have to round into form at some point, or they do get sent back. Just to throw a couple examples out, Sawinski, great throw, not at all great at the plate of late. Every once in a while, he's run into one, but he hasn't hit, certainly not from a productivity standpoint, at a major league level for a while now. Rodolfo Castro shows you some of those things that you like, and he did again last night with a timely hit, but he's been a mess occasionally at the plate, often in the field, and big time on the base paths. And that's not a recipe for staying. So there's going to be a line here that gets drawn. When Kevin Newman comes back, I can promise you that this manager who is desperate to see fundamentals on defense, particularly at that position, is going to have Newman out there at short as soon as he can. That's going to end up taking one of these guys off the list. So I think you're going to see some continued back and forth. But I also think you're going to see that with every time that these guys do make it and do get called up, 
if they seize their opportunities, they really make an impression. And they show this team that they can contribute not only enthusiasm and energy because Cole Tucker had all that, but also good baseball, then they've got a better chance of sticking in the longer term. It's a really good question. It's something I've thought about uh, myself a lot over the past week or so since the team's been playing a lot better. I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow after the non-sweep. It will be a non-sweep, right?